Hello, and welcome to another episode of our Babs podcast, Bay Area Brats Struggling, where we talk about what we're struggling with, even if it feels bratty, because we want to create a place where it's okay to have it not figured out uh, and normalize talking about our struggles. So I'm Amanda. And I'm Sam. Hello, everyone. Hi. And we're going to get into it, but a disclaimer that Sam is under the weather. I didn't think that was the disclaimer. What did you think the disclaimer was going to be? We are not medical professionals in any sense. We oh. really are just normal people. We'll include a link in our uh, podcast description that if you do need help, um, professional help, you will we'll include some resources. Yes. Before. Also, the disclaimer is that you had an allergic reaction, so you're a little hopped up on Benadryl. <laughs> Only four. <laughs> Well, it's like really extreme if it's six. <laughs> but we're going to commit to this because we have um, canceled quite a few times because, you know, we're struggling and we oh. don't want to push ourselves to um, do things that we just don't feel up to. But I need this today because I am spiraling this week. So I'm just going to get into it. I, I was fine. Like I was stable for a while. I even quote-unquote graduated therapy where my therapist and I mutually agreed I didn't have much to talk about anymore so she's like you don't really you're you can keep coming and I was like no I'm good um and so yeah I've been feeling okay and then this week like 2024 has come in hot everyone is there's chaos everywhere let's go into that you've said already a lot of stuff that I'm very interested in because graduating therapy as well as chaos are two very big ideas in my head. So, oh, well, I, so I have done 10, at least 10 different forms of therapy, like some professional that I've done cognitive behavioral therapy. I've done trauma therapy, equine therapy with horses, which was really fascinating. Just regular talk therapy. I've done coaching. Yeah. It just got to a point where I mean, you just know, so like, I know now what my triggers are. I can recognize the thoughts. And so it became a point where it was like, I stopped kind of coming to therapy sessions with anything to talk about. Cause I would say like, oh, I feel like I'm a bad mom. And then immediately I'm like, I know, I know that that's not true. And I know we can point to all these other things. I, so it was almost like I was answering myself cause I already know what sh she was going to say. And it's just a matter of constantly combating your own thoughts. Okay, I know maybe we should, maybe this is a different conversation because I know it's not the one you wanted to have because I just, it's so interesting. I agree with you when you say graduating therapy, like over the last few months, you've been the most calm and collected I've seen you, I think ever. Yeah, even freshman year, <laughs> we were a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I felt very grounded. Yeah, you were very, very, very grounded. <clears throat> There's the idea of like knowing how to respond to your triggers and also this idea of is there stuff going on in your life that's even triggering you, which I, which now I think we're going to talk about with all these new fun things. Yeah. Yeah. Fun and, and ongoing things. Or is therapy for 
processing yeah like that's what I can't imagine not going to therapy anymore because life is life well that's how I felt and like you hear these stories of people who are have seen the same therapist for years and I was like yeah it's it's just always it's like a maintenance tool you just need that place to process and to talk and a huge part is like it's an hour for me so I don't feel selfish talking only about myself versus in conversation with friends it's like okay I've been rambling about myself for 30 minutes like what about you so it was always nice to have that but I think I, it just got to a place where nothing was happening in my life that like was that jarring Ooh, this is interesting uh, yeah <laughs> like nothing was happening except I bought a house and I moved and <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I just stopped having anything to talk about that being said I I am still on my anti-anxiety medication. So that's going to be a forever thing. And mm-hmm. I'm going to reach out to our our therapist, because again, we share a therapist. Um, I'm going to reach out to her and see if we could start up sessions again. And it doesn't mean I'm broken or no. I just, I have things now that are coming up and I want to process. Yes. However, earlier this week, I did kind of, not kind of, I definitely spiraled and was like, damn it, like, why is this triggering me? I thought I was past this. And I got really frustrated with myself. And I think under that tone is like, I thought I was past this. Like, why am I still broken? Or like, why can't I get over this? And, And then when I really unpacked what it is, and I should give specifics of what happened, when I unpacked it, it came back to feelings of, I'm not good enough. And I was like, I thought I fixed this because I know I'm good enough. So you have to go into the details of this. Okay. Okay. So there were three things that happened that were unrelated, but I think, again, they all kind of piled on top of each other. So one, co-parenting is a constant struggle and we have a great co-parenting relationship. We're generally on the same page. We communicate really well, so well that their kindergarten teachers were like, you're the best co-parenting relationship we've ever seen like it's very consistent and we wouldn't have even known if you hadn't told us that you were separated so I take pride in that because we want to do what's right for the kids however (laughs) there are some things we disagree about and we got into kind of a disagreement about sunscreen and I'll spare the details but it just what I struggle with is speaking up for myself if I feel like it's going to make the other person mad So I really had to push myself to hold my ground and say, you know, yes, I do think sunscreen is really important, even in the winter months. And, you know, and it was, it was fine. And he responded like, okay, that's it. In my mind, I had this, this fear of, oh no, now I have to wait for the other shoe to drop because- He didn't just respond okay though. I mean, I I don't want to say anything bad about him. That's fair, but- I I just want to acknowledge that it wasn't so breezy. It was, there was a questioning of why you think it's important. Yeah. I mean, so, okay. So I'll share, like, it felt defensive where it was like, it was rainy and cold and gray. It was like wet outside. So I just assumed they didn't need it. Um, and, and his response was just like, do you really put sunscreen every day on them during the, even during the winter months? So it, it was a little bit defensive and that's normally where I would back down because I just don't want because like maybe I'm wrong maybe I mean that's really it like maybe I'm wrong and and I just would back down because I don't want to rock the boat or make someone upset and so for me responding and holding my ground and trusting that like what I'm advocating for is 
something I believe in and, and, and want to stick to that, that was big in itself. But then I was lying there and I just tense with fear of, oh no, like, is, is this going to come back to bite me in the ass? Is he going to, at some point, call out something that I'm doing wrong? And even if he's not, just that fear I was living with. And then I'll move on from that because like that and stuff, I was just like making it hard to sleep. I turned back on the dating apps, which we'll go into separately, but I have a date today, actually tonight, um, a first date. And so we've been texting back and forth a little bit and I wasn't able to respond that much that day because it was just really busy. And I, then he didn't text me back. And immediately, like, I'm lying there just awake and like, oh, no, is he mad because I didn't respond? And is he pulling back? And then the next morning he woke, you know, he woke up and sent me a good morning text. And I just was like, why, why am I so quick to assume that if I am not pleasing people, or if I do something a little bit perceived as wrong or make someone upset, they're going to pull away and love me less. Like, I know that that is an issue that, and a thought process I've been trying to battle. And I'm just like, oh man, I still feel that. And then I'll, I'll, I'll wrap up with this last quick story, which is also one of my daughters just kept yelling at me or not yelling at me. We were, we were arguing a lot. And she just kept saying, when you talk to me like that, it makes me feel like you hate me. And so I had this, like, I went to bed just feeling like a really crappy mom. And so then I was like, I'm not a good enough mom. And I felt like my parents were silently judging me for letting her get away with all her tantrums when really I was just trying to validate her feelings. So I just felt like a big fat failure all the way around. And the next morning they were just all on top of each other. And I think one of those alone, I might've been able to just kind of say like, okay, this is it, whatever. I know that I am doing my best in every aspect of my life, but all these three things together. And I just, I wanted to start crying. Cause I was like, I, I'm just not good enough. No, no, that's definitely not true. Ugh. There is something that's very interesting about these are life things and it would, I think it just seems so mundane, but I know exactly what you're talking about when it becomes overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And what going to do about it? Because it's not like anyone was fighting or screaming at you. Well, maybe one of the twins was screaming. <laughs> yeah. But is this internal conversation you're having with yourself about what it means, the intentions of what all these people. Yes. It's that internal struggle. Like not only are you having these actual interactions that is taxing, but then there's an internal war about it and with yourself about the way you're reacting. Oh no, I see, I can't, I wish we had a control group because because you had said like, if it was just one of these things on a day, you wouldn't have yeah. felt so so heavy, but also- Everything for me, and this is not true for everyone. Anytime I start dating, everything is amplified. Like everything becomes amplified. Like I swear my neighbors will be like, we have, I live in a building where there's a trash chute and someone will leave their trash there and they'll blast email everybody. Uh-huh. I always think they're sending the email to me, even though I've never left my trash there. Like anything but yeah. it gets exacerbated when I am about to go on a date which sounds cr- now that I've said this out loud, it sounds 
insane. Wait, that let's let's dive into this hypothesis because I was really stable as we talked about at the end of last year. It's because I was not dating. I know that's what and I was like. Oh no, I wonder if like it just makes you self-conscious all around. Like it really dating is something that is so terrible. <laughs> So lovely, but also so you have to be really vulnerable. And I get it, dating should be fun and all this stuff, but we're at a time in our life where dating seems like it's not just a game anymore. Maybe, maybe that's what's fucked up is that I have been approaching dating as a game, which is not true. But yeah, I do think there's something a little more intense about dating now. I do. Yeah, I think it's because it makes you question it makes you examine and question everything about yourself. And this is why you start like overthinking every single text, both that you're sending and that they send back. Because especially in today with like apps where you will vary, like you have two interactions to either keep this going or they'll be like, nope, not responding. I do think that there's legs to your theory. Oh no, I don't want there to be any legs. Maybe <laughs> one <laughs> Well, okay. So it, you talked about dating is very vulnerable. And I, like, I have no problem being vulnerable, obviously. I'm very- Different vulnerability. Well, different. Yeah. I mean, when I first started dating, I would go into my, I not first date, I would lay it all on the line. Like, here's what happened in my divorce. Here are my childhood traumas. Like, what are you afraid of? Like I was asking questions and people were like, those are heavy questions for first dates. And I'm like, yeah, but this is who I am. Take it or leave it. And even now I am questioning, I shouldn't be so vulnerable. So it's making me question a core part of who I am. And we've talked about this. I had a weird incident yesterday. I don't know if I want to talk about it yet, but it made me question if me being so open is now like a downside because it's, it's, inviting the wrong kind of attention like it's making people think like oh this chick is into me and it's like no I'm just an open person but maybe I need to scale it back there's so many things this is why I wish our therapist was on the call <laughs> oh oh my could you imagine if we had her as a guest <laughs> also for the longest time we would not acknowledge that we we're both friends. Like you would talk about your best friend, but you wouldn't say it's Amanda. And I would talk about my best friend and not say Samantha. And it yeah. wasn't until after I, we, and she, didn't she like refuse to. She still refuses to acknowledge. She goes, I cannot. Right. She, she's a good, she's good there. The patient confidentiality, but we finally, or you finally revealed like the best friend I'm talking about is Amanda. <laughs> Not only that, I was like, and this, 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 and this. I just can't imagine her not knowing. I know. I, and it's fine. I, I, She doesn't, we never, everyone's like, that sounds like a conflict of interest. But no, we don't talk about each other like that. So I don't think, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, she's just really good. We, I just, we recommended, I recommended her to you and you jive with her. Yeah. Um. Okay, so I turned back on the dating app. Let's talk about this. Cause that was my goal for 2024. Like I'm going to, I'm going to try. And we had this conversation at the end of last year where we were reflecting on the year and what we want for this year. And you asked a question that was fair, but really sent me spiraling, which again, it was kind of my own thing. I'm so sorry. No, I mean, this is what best friends do. They challenge each other. 
And I know that the fact that I am spiraling on it means it's my own fear as well. But you asked if I, like you were, you said something like, I've created a very safe place for myself. And it was out of necessity because I needed to heal. But now also question, have I created such a safe space that I want to stay here? And now I'm less likely to push myself out of my comfort zone a little bit. And I, I think it triggered me because I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I don't, I have pushed myself out of my comfort zone or like, you know, but also I'm very clear of like, I just really enjoy being at home. But so now it's a, a voice in my head constantly. No, I didn't mean it to be that. I really did not. I, I think there, there's a part of me that's like, wow, look at Amanda has created these amazing boundaries because I cannot create boundaries. I just will always say yes, even if I mean no. I'm never having fun ever. It's <sighs> terrible. No, and it's not because it's not fun. It's not because I don't enjoy the people I'm with. It's literally because it is not actually what I want to be doing. So if you were to say, hey, do you want to go to an NSYNC concert? This is a really terrible example. <laughs> but Do you want to go to an NSYNC concert? My heart will say no, but I will go because I know that's what everyone wants to do. And it, it is fun. But at the end of the day, I really didn't want to go to that insane concert. I couldn't say Taylor Swift because- I'll You would want to go, yeah. Wait, what? you don't want to go to an insane concert? No, like, but I'm saying, that was just an example. Of <laughs> fun. Even if I love the people I'm with, there are things that I'm doing that I know that this is not where I want to be at all. Like, even if it's a birthday dinner for me, I still I'm like, I would have preferred hanging out with my cat. And I, that sounds so sad and desperate. I don't know about desperate, but it just sounds so sad. And this is where I was coming at for, from my perspective. I was like, Amanda, this is amazing because I don't think you let that happen anymore. You are not going to the NSYNC concert. You're not going to a birthday party for yourself that you don't want to go to. You have created these amazing boundaries and you go, you know, that's not actually what I want to do. True to my heart. I, I'm sorry, you guys, I love you. And I'm saying no, which is amazing in and of itself. Yeah. And I know you have other values you want and there are other things in life that you want, including having a partner, potentially having another child that you have to open yourself up for. So even though I appreciate that you've created these amazing boundaries that I think everyone should for themselves, you were also not acknowledging these other values you had. And I think that's why I was like, which like I, I both of them are important. Now, yeah. how do we consolidate them or, you know, reconcile them? Yeah. Yeah. Like I've swung too far and kind of ignored the other. Okay. I will say first, I, it is not sad that you want to stay home because now you are in a place where you need that safe space so you can heal. So just, I want to say that to you. <laughs> and also like you, you, that question that you created always playing in the back of my brain, like it's, it's not necessarily in a bad way. Like, I think we all need a voice kind of challenging ourselves a little bit in the back saying like, could should could you push yourself a little bit more on this? Like I know it feels uncomfortable, but could you, or do you want to? And and so it is helpful 
And I, it was just helpful to sit with, even though it felt very uncomfortable. And I could even feel myself fighting it, like where you were saying, like, I know you value, ha like you want a partner eventually. And my immediate internal response is, I don't need that right now. Like, yes, it's important eventually, but like, I don't need it. So why should I push myself this year? But I, I appreciate you like reflecting that back to me, but also what I do value is not letting myself get too comfortable. Like I always want to push myself. I have a tattoo that says courage over comfort. And I appreciate that you have reflected back to me that just ask where we need courage over comfort this year. And so it's pushed me a little bit more. Um, so I appreciate that. And hence me getting back into dating. Ooh. I turned back on the app and my first reaction well, first of all, as I'm swiping, I see the same few people that I've seen over the past three years. Is that absolutely true, though? Yeah, I've seen. There's not a lot of new people. No, there are a lot of new people, but it's just like it's noticeable when it's the same people because then I'm sure they're seeing me, and like my thought is, "Oh, look, we're all still here." <laughs> no, it's <laughs> oh. fine. It's fine. I'm here still. And so then, you know, immediately I match with like eight people and I'm using Bumble. So I have to be the one to respond back. And I, I, a lot. I think when you first just start, cause I created a new profile. So when you do that, you get an influx of people. Um, but don't worry because that number drops real quick. <laughs> so I, for Bumble, you have, the woman has to be the one to respond first to message first, and then they can respond. So I sent messages to all eight and I, I took the effort to customize it and, and try to address something in their profile or like come up with um, just like a an answer that would elicit a more interesting response because I've done in the past just like copy and paste hi how's it going and you get what you give so people were just like it's Did going good how are you were you like copied and pasted <laughs> That was it. Yes. I copied and pasted and then I put the wrong name and I couldn't come back from that. <laughs> Although then it bit me in the ass the other way, because I was like, okay, I'm going to say, Hey, Ryan. And then like smiley face. And then I had the copy and pasted response in a separate, because my friend was saying, you have to copy and paste the part without their name. And I was like, yeah, okay, yeah. let me try that. But I forgot that with Bumble, when you send the first response, you cannot send a second unless they respond back. So all I sent was a very, hey, Ryan. And, <laughs> and then he unmatched me. <laughs> so this whole thing is just, it's a lot of work. So I took the time to customize responses. And of the eight, one responded. And all he said was, haven't we matched before? Shut <laughs> Wait, is this the guy you're going on a date with tonight is someone you've matched with? No, 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 no. Because this guy, he he gave like one word response and then never responded again. And that's when like, I wanted to immediately give up because I was like, oh, I forgot how exhausting and disappointing this process is. Wait, and circle back real quick. You wrote out personal messages to all eight of these people. Yeah, and one responded. And then the, you, they, again, for Bumble, they have 24 hours to respond or it expires and, and then you can't respond. So the, that expired. Wait, who responds, you or them? 
You each have 24 hours? Yeah. So once you respond, they have 24 hours. And if they don't respond, it's It dead. expires, yeah. Then neither of us can respond to each other. That's hella cutthroat. Well, it's to weed out people who are, you know, not serious about it, sort of. Okay, okay. So, so then I, my initial reaction is like, and this is what I did a lot last year. I would turn it on, have an experience where I'm like, ugh, I hate this. And I would just turn it back off and be like, I'm fine without it. And that is my go-to. But because you asked that question, it was in the back of my head. I was like, okay, I'm going to challenge myself to not give up so easily. I'm going to at least put a, a real concerted effort for a month. So I kept trying. I matched with another eight. I put forward the effort to respond to a few more people and 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 now I'm I'm getting some responses. So so then I I there was somebody you know we have a date for Friday. I was like I said, okay. I said something of like we should. He was trying to get me to watch documentaries, and I was like I don't like documentaries. What? But. Wait, what? He was like you should try documentaries, and I'm like that's like the one thing I don't like to watch. It just puts me right to sleep. And I well, I'm so into documentaries right now, so I'm mad really want to know about this okay documentary we'll come back to this maybe um <laughs> I like reality tv where people yell at each other I like it in fact that's the opposite of documentaries it's as fake and manufactured as you can get but so and then I made a flirty comment of you know like I'll watch it if you if you're there to keep me company and so then he was like oh yeah I'm down to like come hang out and watch and cuddle and I was like okay but take me to dinner first how about Friday so there's no shame in putting yourself out there and making the first move and so then we have this date and I you asked me "Ooh, tell me about him what is what do you like about him and I said he could have a conversation and he asked me questions and it's a low bar but honestly again how rare that was in the like 20 people I've matched and tried to have conversations with, it is very rare. I don't know if this is going to help in any way, but I think it might be true because based on the dates that I've been on, it might actually just be when you interact with someone, like you and I hated each other at first, but I really do think- I didn't hate you. No, okay. I for you. (laughs) And I didn't like you. for another time but that took at least a day right yeah it took a week I mean I don't want I I feel like it was a really fast spark because everyone at our college like it took a little bit of me warming up to them yeah do think for dating we can't not acknowledge that it does sometimes take a little warming up to get to a point where you really reveal yourself but I do think now we're not even giving each other chances to to warm up I know that's like that conversation we had in the earlier pod where it's like is the goal that we are supposed to like them (laughs) but like I think that is like we if we don't feel it like I was even so that guy who I went on a date with again I was gonna give him another opportunity for a second date. it wasn't wonderful at all but it was like oh I could talk to him and I think you said like I I have been saying like maybe I'm just off my game because I can usually win people over Mm -hmm. 
super quickly, but then you're like, well, matchmaking is a little different. Like they really are, you either have it or you don't. And I'm like, that's not how life is though. Yeah. So I, I do think for both parties, you and I, and I know I challenge us to do it all the time of like, we didn't like each other at first. Who did we like at first? I can't imagine any, like, can you think of any one of your really good friends who you instantaneously liked? No. Exactly. Like, <laughs> it took a bit. It took, like, I have to be around them, see how they are with other people. Remember, one of our really good friends, she's one of the most lovely people in the world. She's acknowledged as a superhero because she can do anything. We were scared of her. Not only were we scared of her, we did not, because we were scared of her, we were like, why, why did she even get away why? from us? Yeah, why are you bossing us around? I know, but then we ended up loving her. So, right, there is something about, like, giving something a real opportunity. And I don't think anybody in this day and age is willing to give it an opportunity. Yeah. I mean, well, and because it's exhausting, like all of our engagements are exhausting, but you're right. Like if we really want a chance, well, and I went through this last year where it was like, I decided I would, tr if it, if the first date wasn't awful, I would give the second date a chance because that's where you really find out. The first date is just making sure that you're not awkward and, you know, a murderer. <laughs> the second date is where it's like, okay, do I actually like you? Or could I see myself liking you? It might be fourth date. Yeah, I just, what has been interesting, and I know we only have eight minutes, but like at first I was really excited. I was like, oh, this guy, like we we have great chemistry. Like this is really easy. And then he said, he texted me like, good morning, beautiful. And immediately I was like, whoa, coming on strong. And I'm like, what? And so that's when I pulled away and I didn't, well, I, I wasn't consciously, maybe I was a little bit consciously like not texting as much because I wanted to slow it down. And then I spiraled of like, why isn't he texting me back? Does he not like me? And I just was like, oh, I forgot how much dating makes you like flip-flop between, like I'm scared of too much affection too fast, but also like give me enough so I know you're interested. <laughs> I know. I don't know. I think this is going to be a two- episode discussion about dating because there's a lot to unpack well the next one will be i we can recap how the date went because i'm going tonight Ooh. he has wait really what are you guys doing today going to dinner where italian restaurant i think what i appreciate because again in the beginning when i first started dating if they wherever they lived my immediate reaction was i'll drive to you because then i wanted them to pick the place and so I was like, I'll come to you. Like, I don't want to inconvenience you. Now I really appreciate when someone immediately is like, I'll come to you. So he was like, I'll come out to you. And he asked like, oh, do you know of any good restaurants? But then he said, but I also like, I know a lot of restaurants in this town. Like I'm happy to recommend. And I was like, yes, thank you. Like, not only did you offer to come out to my area, you also offered to find a restaurant and just just like Amanda these are so bars I I'm so sad right now this is not wait here I am being like it's so considerate of him I know <laughs> why I feel sad right now <laughs> this is maybe why it's not working out for me maybe I have too high of expectations <laughs> 
that these should be the bare minimum. Oh, well, I don't know. My people pleaser side is really running rampant because he picked a restaurant and I looked at the menu and I'm looking at the prices and I'm like, oh no, this is kind of expensive. Like, I don't want him to spend that much. Like, I'm I'm not a high maintenance girl. Like, I'm okay. Should I recommend going somewhere cheaper? And I just was like, well, I mean, I didn't say anything, but it's, that's my thought. And I was like, what? What? Why am I so quick to want to make the other person feel more comfortable? Oh. <laughs> this is very unsettling for me. <laughs> I know exactly what you were talking about. I don't, I mean, there's the people pleaser side of you and in me. Yeah. There's the also like what that, what expectation does that set up for the person as well as the yes. we have for ourselves. And I think that's probably why I'm more, I'm willing to put up with so much not reciprocated appreciation that I just I don't it's so sad like the idea of you said like this restaurant's too expensive I probably also would either say well then that means I'm gonna pay or right. I'm gonna ask for it to be 50 50 or I am gonna say let's let's just go to Taco Bell I don't eat Taco Bell and not because I don't love Taco Bell because I just heard a horrific story when I was younger and I cannot not get that out of my mind but anyways I remember one of my first dates with someone was like this terrible terrible Mexican restaurant and I was like you know what it's okay we can and I just kept dating them anyways <laughs> I guess my point is like when can we draw a line and say this is something we would want and care about without yeah. selfish or petty or yeah so like, I don't care how expensive the restaurant is. I just care that he made an effort to consider what's convenient for me and then also make a decision and not make me plan it. I know, but like, Amanda, how is that not bare minimum? I mean, that's a whole other conversation about our standards of men. <laughs> men and today. Okay, but we have two minutes. Should I offer to split the bill tonight no absolutely not no and you hypocrite I know I would pay for it if I could uh, the reason why and I'm Can gonna I at least pretend like oh do you want to split or should I just not even I always feel so awkward just not even reaching for my wallet like I'm this entitled like I I just expect you're gonna pay it so one sometimes guys are like oh if she's expect oh cat um if she wants, if she, that might send a wrong signal. One, I would challenge you, and I'm going to do this to myself if I ever start dating again, <laughs> is challenge you to, to sit in the awkwardness. Okay. Like wait a good five minutes. If there's nothing that's happened after five minutes, then I think you should just pay and leave because I don't know why you're waiting for five minutes. Okay, like if the check arrives and he immediately reaches for it, like don't fight it. But I've had it where like it sat there for a while and I very much did not acknowledge it. Okay, I also deal with acknowledge or awkwardness by just acknowledging it. So I might just be like, this is awkward, what do we do? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's what I'm trying, I'm trying to say, can you sit in the awkwardness just for a little longer? Because I think, 
as a people pleaser and or I don't know, you know that I would always just pay. That's a thing. But I want to I want to challenge myself to be like is this something that I want? It wouldn't it be lovely if they did this and let me give them the opportunity to do it. And if they don't, that's not a knock on them. I just it's more of a really like challenge for me. Yeah. Okay. Okay, well, we're out of time. So more to come on how the date went and how I handled that awkward situation and whatever other struggles we are dealing with. Thanks for listening. <laughs>